Oh, welcome, 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 everybody, to the program. Here it is. Uh, it's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari show. Whew! Where the hell are we? Are we in the eye of a hurricane? No, that is Florida, and that's not a joking matter. Damn it! I'm trying to get situated here, guys. Sorry. Uh, Sorry about that. Hold on. Here we go. Let me push. Uh, let me push you this thing here. Na 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 it still trips me out every time I see this ad. And it's just an amazing... Well, it's the hypocrisy of um, Democrats and how they're able to um, maneuver in their lives as it pertains to... Uh, not just small amounts of hypocrisy. Not, not, not just small, just tiny uh, double uh, standards, but really just over the top, hit you in the face with a frying pan hypocrisy. Like, oh my God, this hypocrisy is so over the top. It's just, well, okay, let me throw this at you. Before we get on the air, I'm in the green room, and I'm kind of rushing to get everything together. And I know we've talked about this commercial before, but again, every time I watch the commercial, it still strikes me in such a way that I'm just, befuddled just befuddled at well maybe I'm more befuddled at the what 44% of the American voting electorate that has no problem with this hypocrisy but let me talk about it one more time the commercial that shows little girls in the mirror, or they're, um, I don't know, on, on a playground. And in the background, you hear uh, different uh, sound clips from Donald Trump. And of course, everything's taken out of context. But you hear all these uh, sound clips from uh, Trump, Rather, it's talking about Rosie O'Donnell, or rather he's talking about uh, Princess Diana from the Howard Stern Show, or he's talking about um, Alicia, Alicia, I always say Alicia, I don't know why I say Alicia, Alicia Matado, Miss Fat Universe from... Uh, 94, 95, whenever it was. And then it ends. And it's funny because every clip they use 
is the Howard Stern clips, which we'll get to in a second. But it ends with a clip where it's Trump talking about not respecting women all of the time. And then a voiceover comes on and says, Is this the president we want for our daughters? And I, and I really, I, I, I go, Is this, is this a super PAC ad? And then you hear, I'm Hillary Clinton, and I support this message. And I go, man. This is Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Wife of Bill Clinton. The guy. The guy as governor who had an employee come to a hotel room, a a suite. Pull out his penis. We could say penis. And ask her to kiss it. (laughs) Ask her to give it a little kiss. This is a guy that sat in the Oval Office and used a cigar as a dildo (laughs) on an intern. And this is a guy that, as we speak, is out on the campaign trail talking up his wife and vice versa. Hillary Clinton is saying that when she has a problem with the economy, she's going to go to Bill Clinton. She's going to talk to Bill Clinton. They're going to sit around the kitchen table and hash out some ideas. When she gets stuck or she needs some help. And the Democrats and Hillary Clinton run a commercial saying, Is Donald Trump the president that we want? for our daughters man I mean that's some major league balls it really is it really is that is major league balls just major league but the Bill Clinton situation they've been displaying their major league balls for years Because somehow they dismiss the fact that he was the president of the United States. The fact that he wasn't a garbage man or a bank executive or a school teacher who just happened to have an affair with a co-worker. That's why when you listen to the liberals, rather it's Bill Maher or the Daily Beast, they completely downplay it as, oh, it was just a blowjob. 
He lied about a blowjob. Really? That that's that really it was just that simple. It was, it was just that that dude. So they've been using their balls for years to pretend that that is some type of personal issue between a husband and wife. And it shouldn't concern anyone because these things happen between married couples or boyfriend or girlfriends or girlfriend and girlfriends or boyfriend and boyfriends. So there's nothing here. Move along. <laughs> they completely pretend that the presidency and governorship or attorney general was not an issue. So they run commercials that say, is this the president that we want? For our daughters. Listen, I'll tell you this. You don't want your daughter anywhere near, anywhere near Bill Clinton. I remember I said that to my dad, and my dad's an uber liberal, and he goes, Oh, Rob, Bill's too old now. That's the liberals' talking points. Ah, come on, he's too old to, you know. Take out his junk and ask girls to kiss it and put his cigar in vaginas. Too old. (laughs) I just just had to just go there. Just because we're in the green room and I'm watching this commercial for like the hundredth time. The hundredth time. I'm like, wow, that's just major league balls. Is this the type of president... Bill Clinton just, like, shouldn't even be around. And, I mean, uh, forget it. Okay, I'm done. I'm done talking about Clinton and them. All right, so, listen, let's talk just a smidgen about the debate. Just a smidgen. Because yesterday, if you listened to the program, we talked about the debate while the debate was still going on. We talked about the debate as it was happening. And after the debate, the general consensus from everybody, and that that spilled over to today, And that general consensus was the debate was a mess. Tim Kaine looked like a moron. The moderator was equally, equally a moron. And at the end of the day, Pence won. And... 
look like an adult. So last night we went on at 7 o'clock. The debate started at 6. We watched, I don't know, about a half hour. We got on at 7. And what was the first thing I told all of you? Jesus, this, this cane won't stop interrupting. You, you, you can't even watch the debate and follow along because Kane keeps interrupting. And for everybody that was annoyed that Donald Trump would say to Hillary Clinton, wrong, wrong. If you were annoyed by that, You had to be 50 times more annoyed than Tim Kaine. Even a liberal had to be annoyed. Even a hipster douchebag liberal had to be annoyed. Had to be. Had to be. I think some reports count that Kaine interrupted Pence. Something like 70 times. 70. You want to talk about undisciplined? It's like the guy had Tourette's. Instead of blurting out cock and balls and dirty words like that. It was these just these canned one-liners and just just. It was just horrible. It was just horrible. I know Biden used that same strategy, but even Creepy Joe wasn't that annoying. Even Creepy Joe didn't interrupt Paul Ryan 70 times. Jesus. And at least I wasn't the only one who picked up on this. The general consensus was Tim Kaine was annoying. Beyond annoying. Tim Kaine was every liberal douchebag. That goes on my Twitter feed to argue with me. Seriously. You know how I call them all uh, keyboard warriors? They either use an egg as their profile picture or some other bizarre I, whatever to hide their identity. And when you go to media, there's never pictures of them. There's never pictures of them with friends. It's specifically to just troll and be annoying. And you always wonder. I'm, what does this person look like? 
is this person a girl? Is this person a guy? Is this person really a girl? You know what? They look like Tim Kaine. Every time you get some liberal hipster douchebag trolling your Facebook or your Twitter account, it's Tim Kaine. It's thousands and thousands of Tim Kaines. When you get suspended from Twitter or you get flagged for some violation that offends the liberal senses, it's Tim Kaine. Always remember that. The annoying keyboard warrior. That every single one of us go, wonder what this person looks like. Go to Google, type in Tim Kaine, and there you go. That face, that voice. That's every liberal hipster douchebag that trolls Twitter accounts and Facebook. Every hipster liberal douchebag. Tim Kaine. I mean, just go on Twitter. And and go to a liberal hipster douchebag. Uh, Don Lemon. Uh, Sabrina Saduki. I think that's her name. She's the Muslim girl that's always on the MSNBC shows. Sabrina Saduki. Or Asan, uh, the Asian kid from the Daily Beast. Another annoying liberal douchebag. Rachel Maddow. And every person that follows Rachel Maddow. Just go to these liberal douchebag Twitters. And when they post something, look at their comments. And look what the people are saying in their comments. They're Tim Kaines. That's what they are. They're Tim Kaines. They don't respond when you make a legitimate point with a counter point. It's an insult. So if you say, we have to control illegal immigration. What are you talking about? You call Mexicans rapists and murderers and you call them all sorts of names. We need to control our borders. We are... You gotta control your voice because they're rapists. We're a nation of immigrants. Okay. Yes. We are a nation of immigrants. Yes. Do you want to have a debate about people coming to this country the right way? How it affects... We're the rapists. Oh, okay. Oh, again, your typical liberal douchebag troll. Except last night, it was on television.
We have to do something about ISIS. Yeah, we have to do something about ISIS. Just remember, Hillary Clinton got Osama bin Laden. And you're and Donald Trump wants to nuke the world. Oh, God. Shut up. Just shut up. I, that's what I wish. I wish Pence would have just said, Tim, will you shut up? Seriously. Where was Howard Dean? Listen, where was Howard Dean's... Uh, uh, you know, cocaine comment with Tim Kaine. I heard, oh, Tim Kaine was what w- needed to be uh, uh, decaffeinated. Really? So, so Tim Kaine had a little too much coffee, but Donald Trump was high on cocaine. Okay. I didn't hear one media outlet. Talk about Tim Kaine being completely amped up. It was, oh, he interrupted a few times. I mean, I watched one of the hipster douchebags make a joke. I watched Dana Bash go, uh, you know, he did uh, interrupt uh, (laughs) a few more (laughs) times. Imagine if that was Donald Trump. Or imagine if the roles are reversed and it was Pence. Imagine if it was Pence. Every time Tim Kaine tried to say something of substance. Mike Pence interrupted. The media would be losing their minds. They would be losing their minds. Howard Dean would be like, "Oh, was he on cocaine? Is he well, that? That's the typical sign of a of a cokehead." What? What, what, what? Oh, Donald Trump! He was snoring. He he was sniffing and he was talking fast and he was. All right. Well, if you take the sniffing out of Tim Kaine, he was the typical cokehead. Talking a mile a minute, interrupting every time you wanted to say something, thinking everything that he said was funny and witty and interesting, laughing at the things that he was saying. I mean, you talk about. No, I mean, seriously, you guys, talk about somebody that (laughs) talk about somebody that was hopped up on 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 coke. Telling you, I, I, I haven't been around a lot of coke freaks. But, I, but I've been around a, a few at parties throughout my life. I want to talk about someone hopped up. Tim Kaine. Hell, wait a minute. I take that. Meth. 
he 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 had to have been on meth. He had to have took a little crystal bump before he went on, because he is that guy at the party. That's just methed out of their mind. Hey hey, so uh, hey everybody, I was uh, down at the club the other. Oh, you were at the club? Is that what you were? Is that is that what it was? What kind of club? One of them gay clubs? Cause you're gay. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, no, we were at the, that was, that was Tim Kaine, a a meth head last night. And when Rachel Maddow complains about Tim Kaine, you know. You absolutely know Tim Kaine did bad. When Rachel Maddow said, Blah. What? When Stephen Colbert. And don't forget, guys. Don't forget. I called it two weeks ago. Stephen Colbert will be fired after the election. Just, I've been writing down my predictions in the past few months. Don't forget. My prediction that Stephen Colbert will be fired after the election. I mean, it won't happen the day after. They'll let it. Go on a few weeks. Hell, they'll probably let it go on until the first of the year. But that's when they're going to make the change. That's when they're going to make the change. Mark my words. Stephen Colbert is only there to push the liberal messaging to the two million people that watch that horrible show. And it's horrible. But even he... Even he said Pence won. Even Colbert said Pence won. So when you have Stephen Colbert... And Rachel Maddow saying Mike Pence won, then you know he won. You know he won. So here's the real comedy. Here's the real comedy. After all said and done, the liberals a hundred percent knew that Kane lost and not only lost but looked like a complete freak I mean that's all you can a, a, a complete annoying child freak a, a man boy that they had to create a different narrative. They had to create a different narrative. 
They 100% had to create a different narrative. Remember, if you actually have a legit debate with a Democrat, a progressive, a liberal hipster douchebag, if you have a legit conversation about policy, they lose. Not 8 out of 10 times, not 9 out of 10 times, they lose 10 out of 10. They lose 10 out of 10. That's why this entire election is not about what the Democrats and Hillary Clinton are going to do to make your life better. It's all about Donald Trump being a horrible, vile, dangerous, disgusting, misogynistic, homophobic person. That's what it's all about. And I know some of the never-Trumpers are saying, exactly, that's why we didn't want Trump. Because if we would have just ran, if you would have just ran who? If you would have just ran who? Well, if we would have just ran who? If you would have just ran who? Marco Rubio? So if you would have just ran Marco Rubio, they would have kept to a policy driven campaign not a chance absolutely not a chance and and remember whether it's Trump whether it's Rubio whether it's Jesus Christ himself right out of the gate Democrats only need 70 electoral votes to win right out of the gate Democrats start with 200 electoral votes. Okay, maybe 190. But give or take, before any vote is cast, Democrats start with an advantage that gives them seven different pathways to win the election and regardless of who the candidate is on the right there's a very very narrow path and remember never Trumpers the people 
let's say, the two or three or four million Trump supporters that are like rabid animals, you would never have gotten them to vote for Marco Rubio. You would never have got them. You would never have gotten them to vote for Jeb Bush because let's face it, if Trump wasn't in, Jeb Bush would have been the nominee. It wouldn't have been Ted Cruz. And if it was Ted Cruz, he would have been getting pummeled just as bad as Donald Trump from the media. It was always supposed to be Jeb Bush. And as Jeb Bush on top of the ticket, what two or three or four million hardcore, rabid Trump supporters would have lined up and voted for Jeb? Now, I don't want to go off into a... um, I don't want to go off into a different um, conversation, okay? I, I don't want to go off, and, and because we'll get to this conversation later. I want to kind of stay focused on the whole VP debate. And the new media narrative. Because Tim Kaine got hammered. And he looked like a buffoon. He looked like a moron. And the media is not going to sit there and talk about that. For days and days and days and days. Not going to do it. Absolutely not going to do it. Not going to do it. Absolutely not going to do it. So, the next day, which was today, the narrative shifted to, oh, this was a preview for 2020. And not only was it a preview for 2020, Donald Trump was very, very mad that Mike Pence showed him up. They have absolutely zero, zero facts to back this narrative up except unnamed sources. Unnamed sources from within the Trump campaign have told reporters that Donald Trump was furious. He was angry. And of course, you have to have unnamed sources. Because without unnamed sources, no reporting 
would ever get done because nobody would talk to you off the record or anonymously. So you just have to believe us, the media. You have to believe us at CNN. You have to believe us at Politico. You have to believe us at the Huffington Post. You just have to believe us. Unnamed sources. Unnamed sources. Yet, you never hear the media talking about all the women that have come out and said, uh, Bill Clinton tried to rape me. Bill Clinton tried to have sex with me. Why? Because those women are cuckoo. They're nuts. Can't believe them. They're just saying whatever to help out the Republicans. Imagine. The media has no problem creating a narrative based off of unnamed sources. But named sources, like human beings saying Bill Clinton did this, Hillary Clinton did that, and the media ignores them, says, ah, it's not real. They're just making this up. Astonishing. Well, it's not, you know what? It's not astonishing. So it's more like a broken record. Because I've been talking about this for well over a year. And really, really, this election cycle has shined the spotlight on the media in such a way that people who used to say, nah, that's just a Republican talking point, nah, are now going, yeah, yeah, the majority of the media are nothing more than Democrat activists. Yeah. Okay. You're right. So that was the narrative. So it shifted from Tim Kaine losing, losing bad, looking like a moron, and not having answers for any of the things that Pence was able to get out between Kane interrupting him 70 times or the moderator who I've never heard of before. Just some chick who fills in on the weekends and reads a script from a teleprompter or has somebody talking in her ear. They get the job 
of moderating a VP debate. Like I said last night, I thought Megyn Kelly and Brett Baer were going to do the debate. I thought they were going to do it. So they had to shift the narrative today. Because when Pence said something like, uh, well, Tim, you're talking about Osama bin Laden and the fact that he was taken out. Well, that was Al-Qaeda. We're not dealing with Al-Qaeda. We're dealing with ISIS. And then the moderator would jump in and then uh, Kane would shift to taxes, Trump's that. So today, the media couldn't talk about that. They couldn't break down aspects of when Mike Pence said, well, the Obama administration, Hillary Clinton, and their inactiveness on ISIS. And the fact that they pulled out all of the troops. No, there was no no status and force agreement. George Bush, it was his fault. And again, if you broke down these issues and had a legitimate adult conversation, not a hipster, douchebag, keyboard warrior fight liberals lose every time and they lose bad they lose bad if you actually break down the whole withdrawal from Iraq and the status of forces agreement and the fact that it was up to Obama and Hillary Clinton to renegotiate that deal. It was up to Obama to renegotiate that deal. I mean, guys, Maliki wound up getting booted. He wound up getting booted. So this notion that Obama's hands were tied. And as they pulled out troops, the whole status of force agreement was basically like, no, America, no, Obama, just get out. But but wait, we no, get out, please. And again, if, if you actually have that debate, Liberals lose. So issue after issue that was brought up. Not a lot. But it was brought up when it wasn't getting interrupted by Kane. Or the world's, I shouldn't say worst moderator. 
but it's definitely in the area of bad. <laughs> definitely in the area of bad. Liberals lose on the arguments. So the narrative today was not that Tim Kaine lost, not that he looked like an idiot, not that he interrupted 70 times, not that he looked like he was hopped up on meth. It was, well, Donald Trump was very angry. Who said that? Unnamed sources. Oh, okay. Well, we got to run with unnamed sources. Unnamed sources. And then as flimsy as that sounded, and they knew it sounded flimsy, they had to find something to somehow back it up. So what they found was Trump at a rally today talking about how good Pence did, and then... Putting the scrolling graphic or the the cryon or whatever the hell you would call it that says Donald Trump takes credit for Pence's performance. So they're like, ah, see? The unnamed sources said Trump was mad and he got shown up. And look, Trump's taking credit. For Pence's performance. But if you listen. To what Trump said at the rally. It absolutely was not taking credit for Pence's performance. He was taking credit. For picking Mike Pence. And he said, I'm getting a lot of credit today. Because when I became the nominee, the first test was picking a strong vice president. And look how Mike did last night. He was great. He was fabulous. That's what Trump took credit for. And yes, before Trump picked him, the big narrative was, is Donald Trump gonna, 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 Pick a Newt Gingrich? Is Donald Trump going to pick a Sarah Palin? This is very big. This is very big. Because pending on who he picks will kind of give us insight on how might Trump govern and who he would surround himself with. So this is going to be a really big deal. The media built up the whole VP 
selection. And when Trump picked Pence, people went, well, that was a safe pick. You know, he served in Congress. He's a good governor, has a decent track record. Not too good with the LGBTQZVA community. But still, Trump could have went with a more controversial pick, and that being Newt or Christie or Palin. So with picking Pence, he definitely gets a passing grade because if something should happen to Trump, Mike Pence could step right in and be the commander-in-chief. That was what everybody, everybody from the never-Trumpers to Rachel Maddow, That's what they all said. And after last night, everybody was going, oh, Pence was great. You even had never-Trumpers going, hey, can we have Pence do the debate with Hillary? Hey, Donald, you need to learn from Pence. Hey, Donald, you need to take lessons from Pence. So last night, That was what everybody was saying. Pence was great. Pence hit it out of the park. He made Tim Kaine look unhinged. So all Trump said today was, I'm getting a lot of credit. That was a decision that everybody said was my first important decision as somebody who would be commander-in-chief. And that decision paid off. Look how great he did. You all loved him. Trump didn't say, oh, he did good at the debate. That was my That was my doing. I whispered things in his ear. That's not what Trump said. But the media, because they know, running around unanimously, and it's been unanimous. I watched Anderson Cooper. I watched Don Lemon. I watched uh, Aaron Burnett. I watched Hack Tapper. And every single one of them had the story Unnamed sources say Donald Trump is very upset. Unnamed sources say Donald Trump is very upset. Unnamed sources say Donald Trump is very upset. Mike Pence showed him up. Mike Pence showed him up. Very, it was very... And just like the time Chris Gazilla had to do the story of Hillary Clinton not doing a press conference in about a hundred and some odd days or 200 days, whatever the hell it was. And his article 
talked about watching a town hall with Trump and Hannity and Trump mentioning this and Gazilla was surprised and shocked and thought it was a Trump lie. So he did some fact checking and lo and behold, Hillary hadn't done a press conference. Remember that? And I said it was a... It was that moment, and we all have experienced that moment when we trust somebody or we respect somebody and they say something to us about an issue or a situation and we get that moment of clarity and we're like, ugh, all right. Ugh. That's what happened today. But the media just doubled down. So they got that moment of clarity because somebody said, guys, geez, this whole unnamed source thing. We got Trump people calling up saying, why are you guys saying this? There's only six people that would have been privy to Trump being upset and angry at Pence and all of these things. And these six people... After being tortured with a blowtorch and pliers, have said we never said anything. We never said anything like that. So the media or whoever is in charge of these different branches went, oh, guys, you know, that was a little like unnamed sources say XYZ had sex with a chicken. Guys, it's very inquirer. Remember, CNN, MSNBC, the media, these guys love to criticize the inquirer. They love to go, ah, you know, the inquirer. They write in these stories and they have unnamed sources. I remember the whole Ted Cruz, Amanda Carpenter affair with six women. I remember that whole debate was all about, well, the Inquirer says they don't, they, they you know, unnamed sources. And you can't, you, we here at CNN, at Reptable News, we can't do a story that's, that's so personal based off of unnamed sources. And here they go today. Unnamed sources say Donald Trump was mad. So somebody... At MSNBC and CNN and NBC said, guys, you can't go and do this. That's some inquirer stuff. So they then rushed out this video of Trump and then just put the cry on the bottom. Donald Trump takes credit. So in their mind, saying Donald Trump takes credit and playing this clip would then be... Back up the unnamed sources. That's not the case. Because Trump didn't take credit for Pence's words. For the things that he said. He took credit for picking Mike Pence. He said, hey, all of you people that liked Mike Pence last night. Remember, that was my pick. Remember. 
Picking a VP is a big deal. That was my first presidential challenge. So, did I pass? I did, didn't I? Okay. That's what Trump did. He didn't take credit for the words that came out of his mouth. He took credit for picking Mike Pence. Because the media made it a three-week story. Is Trump going to have a good pick? I mean, man. Like I said in the beginning of this bit, the media has never, ever been this over-the-top I hate to use the word biased because it's kind of like using the word racist. It's such a diluted word that when you say racist, people go, yeah, okay, I know I'm a racist. I know that's racist. Okay, that, oh, yep. It's the same thing. When you say biased, it's like, oh, okay, the media's biased. So I hate to use the word biased, but the media... And this election cycle has never, ever been so much an activist. Never. Never have they been this much of an activist. And they're never going to be able to reverse this. They're never, ever going to be able to reverse Who they are. That's why I say, after this election, you're going to see a monster of a shakeup as it pertains to all of this programming. All of it. You're going to see major shakeups. You can't survive. On alienating X amount of the audience. You can't. It's impossible. You can't do a show like Colbert and alienate half the audience. Where you are number three in the ratings. And survive year after year after year. It's one thing to put on a show and do everything you can to attract every single audience that you... Seriously, it's it's one thing to, to, to bust your ass every night, put on a show. You don't alienate anybody. And you finish third. Guess what? You're doing your best. The network ultimately will have some compassion because 
ultimately, there's still an audience. Someone has to finish third. And if there's no other option, what's to say someone else will do a better job? So what's to say somebody else will beat Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? But when you're Stephen Colbert and your ratings are what they are because you alienate half the audience... An executive goes, hey, if we put somebody in that spot that doesn't do episodes where he's calling half the American people Nazis. Because in an essence, if you're calling Trump a Nazi and you're uh, doing a bit on a chalkboard where you're drawing all these arrows and they eventually draw to a confederate or a uh, Nazi uh, swastika. You're basically saying anybody who supports Trump is a Nazi. So executives go, man, if we put somebody that's like, hey, everybody... I love Republicans. I love conservatives. I love liberals. I, I Let's just have fun. Then, without trying, they will do more than Colbert. So, you're going to see a huge shakeup as it pertains to the media. You're going to see a huge shakeup. Because after the death settles... These wounds are wounds that you cannot heal. You cannot heal Anderson Cooper's unfettered bias. You can't heal people like Anna Navarro, who's supposed to be a Republican, but spends every single night doing Don Lemon or Anderson Cooper or whatever other CNN program calling Trump a Nazi and a racist. Don't forget that. So when the dust settles and Anna Navarro is out there pitching for some other candidate, people aren't going to forget that she was one of the never-Trumpers who screamed and yelled at anybody that supported Trump or supported anybody in that whole Trump sphere. So it's going to be a huge shakeup. I mean, I just seen out of the corner of my eye on Don Lemon's show, Trump praises, on the bottom, Trump praises Pence and takes credit. And that fits the earlier narrative of Trump being upset. And that's not the case. It's not the case. 
It's not the case. It's absolutely not the case. But the media had to create a negative for Trump and Pence today. They had to. You couldn't do a news cycle of Tim Kaine getting clobbered. You couldn't. The news cycle had to be Trump is pissed. Trump is mad. Trump is angry. Trump is taking credit. Trump is an a-hole. All the pressure's on Trump. Now let's move on. Let's talk about taxes. So there's my take on the debate last night. All right, there's.